on this episode of the Packet of Pod, we talk about uh, winning. I don't know. It's been a while, but we're going to talk about it. If you haven't already, hit subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at the Packers Pod. Rodgers lets it fly, has Watson, he's got it on his feet and he's in for the touchdown! Hey there everybody and welcome back to the Pack It Up Packers Pod, this is Ryan, joined as always by Josh and Dan, hello gents. Yo. Hey there Ryan. <laughs> I, uh, we did it, guys. We did it. Mike McCarthy came back, still couldn't win one. Uh, this is fantastic. This is fantastic. It feels like the last time we won a game, I was in college. Like, <laughs> last time we won a game, I had a different profession. It was a previous millennia. That, wow, well, that was weird. That was weird. But we won. That, that also felt good. You know, and we had a listener point out how negative we were in the previous. We were what? <laughs> and, I, and, and you know, I listened back after that statement. I'm like, dang, yeah, because I truly I thought we wouldn't have another win. Tell I me what there was to be positive about. Yeah. Yeah. But holy cow. Wait, way to go, boys. You actually look like a football team this week. You pulled it off. Wasn't the prettiest. Man, where'd that come from? Like, what are we? We'll talk about it. But what are we? Is that repeatable? Although, at the same time, they did some things we've been begging them to do for a month. Correct. So I was like, but, but there, there's one there's one key thing left for them to do, and it's that punt return. And I think they'll figure it out finally. Let's hope it's not I'm too glad, late. I'm glad you brought that up because that was my opening question. What got you more emotionally charged? The positivity of seeing Watson go off or the negativity of the coaching staff continuing to put Amari Rogers out there. What Watson. was a higher level of like, wow, oh, Amari. Wow. I was <laughs> jumping through the <laughs> ceiling for Watson. I was so the first one. First of all, the first one, I was screaming my lungs off jumping. And then it happened two more times. No, Watson. Oh, really? The first one was just redemption. The first one was like, oh, thank you. He caught it. Like, we knew he has that speed. So the first one was like, thank you. That had to feel good for him. Backflip. Don't tear your hamstring, brother. Take it easy. Uh, It was Amari for me, man, because you're up. There wasn't that when we were up 14-7, and then we fumbled the punt return. And then you're like, stupid coaching decisions that we've been talking about. And they just leave them out there, and then – they score, they score, they score, and you're like, there it is. We lost because we stuck with number eight as punt returner. So Watson was cool. Yeah. Like, we knew Watson was an athletic freak. He put it together. That was amazing. Let's see if he can repeat that. But how? Okay, let's be positive. Thanks, listener, Andy. Let's be positive. Christian Watson just running away from dudes. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that adds an element to the offense. Holy smokes. He wasn't beating him off the line. He was just running away from him. Yeah, and, you know, it's always fun when you see kind of the overhead and you see him cut left, and it's just like there is no way on God's green earth that this 
cornerback and then the safety coming over could catch him. That was like a wow moment of I I don't remember the last time we had like legit breakaway thoroughbred speed. Like we've had fast guys and we had shifty guys and we have that. His go is stronger than anybody's go that I can remember as a Packer. And I want to take this moment to apologize to Watson. I never I never was negative. I never said cut him. Oh. I never said he was a bum or anything like that. But I was I was legitimately worried because it just you looked at him. You we talked about this before the season even started. His frame is not NFL ready. He is not you know, he has the raw talent, he has the raw speed that we just talked about. His body was not NFL ready, and I was so worried about him just getting through this season. So I'm glad, granted, one game, but it's a huge the, – the weight off of his shoulders must be absolutely insane. And I would also like to apologize to Amari Rodgers because I, I feel like there's a lot of negativity that myself and others have been putting on him, but it is it is a lot more fault on the coaches who continue to put this man in a position that I I can't I like at some point somebody on this coaching staff has to just realize it's done and I think as Dan alluded to in the beginning I think that time is finally here he will go out for his six routes as a slot receiver and that will be his duty for the rest of this year it's not the coaches fumbling the football or missing blocks or missing blocks. <laughs> doing the wrong play i think basaccia got to the root of it today he was quoted as saying uh i love him as a man like amari player amari rogers the man i love him but number eight the jersey has let the ball go too many times he's separating the man from the performance on the field sure well done if that's how you, you need to like express it to the media in order to bench him go ahead do it say what you gotta say but uh, number eight, the jersey has not played well for us and should Doesn't not be on the field anymore. More fumbles than interceptions that Aaron Rodgers has thrown. I think he's fumbled the ball more. He's got more fumbles than any other player in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, he has eight receptions and seven fumbles for his oh. career. Oh my, not good. God. I'm gonna look that up. You guys keep talking. I think he's got the most fumbles in the NFL. But it's just, uh, I, I, it, I, I truly believe because if you remember back to the Washington game, it was his fumble that led into a field goal. We ended up losing by two. And this just seemed like, hey, the Packers were going to have it by midfield. Greg Olson, who I despise, is even like, Packers are in great position to get back in this game. And it happens, and a touchdown, I thought for sure that was the backbreaker. We had no chance of coming back from it. Uh, But it's just, I can't. I don't know what it is about this organization. We've made fun of the the Chicago Bears for being a, a club that does not like to change things until the off season. I, I just I, I we're due, we're due, we're due, we're due. That said, we went from a fumbling, bumbling Amari Rogers to Nixon like one hand scooping it to go, which also made me a little nervous, but. Anything is better at this point. He's got a runway to go, but final score, 31-28. Dan, do you have an update? He doesn't even show in the statistical category. I think he, has, he, doesn't hold, he doesn't carry the ball enough. I think he has five fumbles on the year, if I'm not mistaken. And Justin Fields has six. Kyler Murray has five. They're all quarterbacks. Melvin Gordon's got four. 
Or no, no, no. Mm-hmm. Melvin Gordon's only got three. But so. he definitely has the least amount of touches per. Oh fumble. God, <laughs> uh, f- fumble per capita. He is th- through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk positive. We won this game. Let's talk positive. What do we do right? <laughs> I uh, I guess we we should start here. Rudy Ford was yelled more this game than in his entire life combined. Unbelievable when similar to Douglas last year when finally given the opportunity, I don't know if he could have done any better. Two interceptions. He got the ball back 70-some yards in interception and return yardage. Like, let's just start out this defense. Isaiah McDuffie was our leading tackler Yo, who played 13. actually very well. Amos did his thing. Jair had moments. But let's just talk about this defense that when they had to, they they somehow were able to corral this offense if you don't look at what C.D. Lamb did. Yeah, that was weird. So Savage at nickel. Forgive me if you didn't say it, but I'm going to repeat it if you've already said it. Savage moves to nickel. I don't know if it was picking up Abrams that allowed us to put a different player back at safety, but something was finally... Stokes, Stokes got oh. hurt. Was that it? Yep. Okay. Douglas out and then Savage up. The way Rudy Ford and Nixon are playing, they look more confident than a majority of our players. And I don't know if the other ones have just been... I don't know. I'm not going to hypothesize here. Uh, they just look more confident. They look faster, fresher legs, whatever. They like the system. They fit better. I don't know. But keep those guys on the field. They had the opportunity to get the ball in their hands. Uh, Nixon on returns, Rudy Ford on interceptions. They're, they look like they're aggressively going for touchdowns every time they have the ball in their hands. Uh, and, and they performed. And I had my laughs because I'm not a believer in Dak Prescott. So he's getting picked off by our, our third or fourth string safety. All all the more to laugh at. Um, but the issues with Jair, I mean, third and eight, and he's, you know, third and six, and he's off on eight yard loose coverage. Like that was weird. But it, most of Ceedee Lamb's uh, success was against Savage, wasn't it? I felt like it was always Savage in coverage when Lamb made the catch. It was mixture. Lamb ate us up, but. <clears throat> It was puzzling, but C.D. Lamb is that good. I think he do things like that anytime against anyone. Um, but I also want to group in Isaiah McDuffie and Nagbre also into that Rudy Ford and <clears throat> Nixon mix. I, you're right. They're playing. It looks like they're playing on a little bit more energetic, more intense level than we have seen from some of the players out there. I mean – even compared to Campbell, Isaiah McDuffie looked better than what Campbell has looked like. Um, Quay Walker played through the roof. His his That's tackling looked his, his tackling looked really really well. Um, even I, what I was impressed with was the lack of missed tackles this game too. There were times where it was one on one, and you know I was just like, oh, they need three yards. This is a missed tackle. This is where we missed the tackle, and they're going to get the first down. Nope, they stopped them. Oh my goodness. And it, it kept happening, even with Savage. Savage made a good tackle. At one. <laughs> there was one. Down. There was there one. Was <laughs> but but overall, just there were less mistakes as a defense. There were less mistakes. Everyone was doing their job where they were supposed to be. And you could tell that. You know, yes, they bent. They, they gave up a lot of yards to these Cowboys. 
but they didn't break. And they held on long enough for us to get a win. Modern day defense, right? You're going to give up yards, but holding the field goals or less, and you got a chance to win the game. It was, man, it was a nerve wracking game. It, talk about the highs and lows you had, right? You get the interceptions, you go up by seven, you're like, well, this is weird. Like, okay, you, you have me paying attention. And then they score, and then they score, and then they score again. You're like, nah, this is what we thought would happen 28 14. We're all loyal fans, so we're still sitting on the couch just somberly watching it, depressed, like taking notes, being like, well, I do have to talk about it later. So here we are. And then the fourth quarter, it's like, oh, oh, Watson might be a guy. Oh, the defense held him again. And the Cowboys were gashing us in the run game, yet somehow we we're getting the ball back without points going on the scoreboard. We we held him again. Oh, my God, Rodgers made a connection to Lazard for 40 yards. Like, where is this coming from? They did just enough that I'm sitting there looking at, like, it's a damn shame we put five losses in a row on our record if you can do just enough against a team that was 6-2, and two, right? You lose – you don't have Cobb in this game. You, you, you've you lost Gary for the season, right? Like, you've lost pieces in that five-game stretch that are going to be an impact when you look at the season holistically. So this win was awesome, but what – what do you do with it from here? And what can you do with it from here with who we have on the roster? Like, I don't think you can wash away five losses with a cool win. It, it's the NFL. Anyone can win, right? So we, we had a great week. Uh, but what do you do from here? Keep giving it to Aaron Jones? Yeah, and I'm disappointed you brought him up. Uh, also want to call out, Jaron Reed played really well. He was in the backfield all night. And I really do feel like if Gary would have played this game, he probably would have had two or three sacks. Like, we got great, great push on this defensive line that Dak never looked really comfortable. I mean, it, it, he, he dropped back 46 times. Uh, and if it weren't for CeeDee Lamb playing out of his mind, I, I really think that this could have been a runaway for the Packers. But on our offensive side, we played football how we always imagine we play football. Aaron Rodgers has 20 pass attempts. He has three touchdowns, no interceptions, sacked twice. And Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon get at least five yards per carry. Hallelujah. Thank you. How many you. pass attempts? How many pass attempts? 20. How many pass attempts? <laughs> 20. Thank you. And how many touchdowns did you get on those 20 pass attempts? Three. I'm. I mean, uh. it was a brilliant game plan. Still, still not perfect. Still a lot of mistakes. Um, but the offensive line, I, I give credit to the offensive line. Only giving up two sacks versus this defense line. And they were all over Rodgers the whole game. Um, I was impressed. Even to, to allow Rodgers to have enough time to throw two of those passes to Watson, I was very impressed. Um, and then obviously the run game, yeah, 5.3 per carry, including Rodgers, two short runs. Um, but, yeah, an incredible uh, amount of effort out of that offensive line. And hopefully hopefully it's starting to, like, gel a little bit. Maybe maybe they might play in the same position, you know? Bartiari well, played the whole game, didn't he? First time. First I don't remember time. him rotating in and out. How about that run? I mean, Aaron Jones is special. How about that run? where he's he's caught up going right. He bounces his out, spins, goes left sideline for like 20 yards. Like, what a ridiculous yeah, like two of those. run. Yeah, and the one up the middle where he was spinning around just 
squeezing through. It's just amazing how he just jets through those holes. Like who else runs like that? He has such a unique running style that there's nowhere to go and he finds a way to, to fall for three or four. Hey, how weird is it? Christian Watson had a great game, but the miscommunications, Christian Watson could have had four touchdowns. One where he lost the ball and Olsen corrected him. You're taught. That was very interesting. I didn't know you're taught to look up, not back at the quarterback. And if he had just looked up, this sounds like something maybe they don't teach at North Dakota State that they would teach at a Power 5 program. I don't know. Look up for the ball because he even almost recovered, got a hand on it, yeah. <laughs> broke his pinky doing it. But, man, that like he was open. He was open multiple times. There were just miscommunications, that back shoulder pass that he didn't realize was a back shoulder pass. There's there's things in this receiving core. I think Andy Herman of the Packaday Pod tweeted it out that, like, Yes, they have their struggles. They're all rookie receivers. But if you told me in two years that Torrey Watson and Dobbs are a legitimate threatening receiver core, I wouldn't be shocked. And you're, you're yep. seeing enough from all three of them that the, the development progression is there. And that that's – who knows who's throwing it to them, but that's pretty cool. Yep. And even, even in this game, Alan Lazard was left wide open at least three times that I can definitely recall. Um just because Rogers was looking, you know, other ways and missed, missed him wide open. But that that's refreshing to see because wide receivers haven't been open uh, too, too often this year. And to have Watson get open so consistently and Lazard in this game, Watkins even was wide open on one route over the middle. I mean, that's just refreshing since they haven't been able to run routes correctly or get open uh, the past five weeks. So, uh, Maybe it's a sign of good things, or maybe the Cowboys just suck that bad this game. Watkins still looks confused. Yeah, it's it's uh it's an interesting receiver room because you feel <laughs> this is gonna spiral a bit. Devontae awesome. Adams awesome. with this receiving crew oh. would be one of the more complete receiving rooms that we've had in a long time because you have. People right. like ESPN Dobbs has and, entered the chat. Yeah, Dobbs and Watson are doing their thing. I feel like Lazard and Watkins, even though Watkins isn't Watkins, like they're good for those short route. I'm going to get my hands on the ball and catch it. It's just, it's incredible. And the one kind of thing that gets lost in this is we really haven't been throwing to our running backs very much over the last month or so. It's been very, you know. You'd think, all right, hey, let's do some wheel routes. Let's get Jones on the outside. It really hasn't been the case, and it's always been not even for, like, emergency drop-offs. So there's something very raw about this receiving group as a whole, but I feel as though it's exciting to me. I don't know if they'll keep Tunyon. I don't know if they can keep Lazard. I I don't know who ends up being on this team next year, but – if they can find a way to get some of these guys re-signed, you have a steady base. Like, you really do have a steady base. It's just a matter of can we find a true wide receiver one. But I don't know. It's just it's just fun to see them make strides like Watson has. Dobbs, I think, had felt that confidence um, that I think it's safe to say that at least we got production levels out of the guys that we we drafted. Um, top to bottom, uh, it really has been a, a stellar draft. Outside of maybe Wyatt, you could say, hey, this hasn't worked out quite yet, but you got to give him a little time in his big body. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. 
So what are we going to be on Thursday night? The best football team this team America has ever seen. The what? The who? I don't know. <laughs> Should we start with the Titans? Josh, give us a rundown of your favorite team. Well, they got a guy named D. Henry. Who? They like running the ball. Never heard of him. Their defense is damn good. Yeah. That's about it. Their stats are so confusing. Can I give you a, a very high level? They're 6-3, and three, first in the AFC South. You think, mm, yeah, they're dynamic this year. Tannehill's back, dangerous. The losses, respectable. Chiefs, Bills, Giants, that all makes sense. Checks out. They must be a very good team, right? Their wins, Raiders, Colts, pre-Jeff Saturday, so the bad Colts, of course. Commanders, Colts again, pre-Jeff Saturday, so the bad Colts, of course. <laughs> Texans, Broncos. They haven't beaten anyone either. They've lost to good teams, and they've beaten bad teams. And their points for and points are guests, points against are 18 and 18. Very confusing team, which is perfect because the Packers are a very confusing team. So who's going to put money on this game? I'm not raising my hand. <laughs> no, and the Titans are well coached, you know, and, and they're able somehow – is in every game. So even the games that they've lost, they, they've been close. Overall, a very solid team. Yeah. Consistent, and we're not consistent. Uh, so that That's why I'm a little worried. Um, Tannehill had his first week back this previous week, but be his second week back officially. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was going to ask Ryan to look it up, but uh, it's already out. ESPN has the, well, the Vegas, I guess, has it. Packers are favored by three. And that's actually up from two this morning. Really? So the betters are actually putting money on the Packers. It's it's I, I love throwing out random ass stats and I I agree with Dan wholeheartedly. In their last six games, they're giving up two touchdowns. But they're only scoring twenty points. Like there it's is if Henry does not go there is a severe lack of offensive of performance on this team. And you look at, all right, Henry's about to push a thousand yards, by the way, he's going to hit a thousand yards in 10 games. Like this, this man is a machine, but their receiving core. We talk about the Packers receiving core struggling at times. Robert Woods is their leading receiver with one touchdown and 266 yards. I mean, Nick Westbrook Akeen, 250 yards. Austin Cooper, 191. Yeah. Which one is Savage going to cover? (laughs) I don't even know. But it's just, it's it's a struggle fest. And I understand Malik Willis has played some games and Tannehill's coming back from injury. And so there's a lot of uncertainty when it comes to the quarterback side, which Malik Willis, I do think, is going to be just fine in the NFL but he has a 40% completion rating. That's like bad, bad, bad when the Bears were trying to stab Justin Fields in the back completion percentage. So this feels like a game similar to some of the other games this year. Will Derrick Henry have a big game? Probably. Is he going to get 160 yards? Probably. But it's a matter of can we trust this secondary to do things against the Woods and Austin Hoopers of the world that will make this doable 
And if they can get their hands on some balls, which they will, can we get another two to three interception performance? Maybe the only way they would hold back is they just never throw the ball. Yeah. I, I don't think uh, stopping Derrick Henry or stopping the Titans offense is the worry of mine. I think it's us scoring points. I like the Tennessee Titans. We have scored 18 points on average. So can we score more than 18? If you can score 21 points in this game, you win because it's the Tennessee Titans. Derrick Henry isn't going to score three touchdowns against him. I get two, but he's not going to get three. So, as long as we can score 21 points or more, this is a win in my book, you know, and can our offense go against this secondary of the Tennessee Titans? It's very good pass rush and um, pass coverage on the back end. Um, great safeties, great corners, young corners too. Um, so that's where I think the main battle is. Yes. Derek Henry's going to get his, but we got to beat this defense. First of 20. It feels like a first to 20. Oh, yeah. And I sort of like, if we're good at anything, it's probably stopping the run. I mean, we're better with 52 in the game, but McBarry's holding his own. I sort of sort of like our odds. I hate to say it after being down for a month and a half. The listeners have gotten to know me as pessimistic Dan, but here I am being like, we might see 500 again. I don't know. Well, hey, put eight on the line like we did versus the Cowboys and just dare them to throw and then play aggressive on the back end. Let's do it again. Same thing, Coach. Same things thing. Are, things are going good if you get a tweet from A.J. Brown saying they can't get open. <laughs> that's that's a good thing. <laughs> you guys didn't see that. I'm getting some oh. blank faces. Oh. oh, when the Titans were in, I don't know if it was primetime or whatever game they were in uh, last week or two weeks ago. Oh, AJ, the Chiefs. Yeah, A.J. Brown tweeted out, they can't get open. Nobody's open. <laughs> he was just enjoying that his old buddies can't get open anymore. It's weird, though, because the Tennessee Titans currently have the second worst passing yards against per game in the NFL. The only people giving up more yards than through the air are the Atlanta Falcons. In terms of rush yards per game, that's where it's scary, where they're giving up 85 yards. But... If we can get a solid game out of Jones and Dylan, I think we hit the over on that. And it's a matter of can we ask of Watson and Lazard to have a game where they can find their openings and take advantage. I, I again, I, I really, I, I know we have lost to some rough teams as of late, but I, I'm not as nervous about this Titans defense because they just have played some poo-poo teams. They didn't play Jonathan Taylor. They played Matt Ryan when Matt Ryan was at his low. Like, I just, I, I, I think a lot of their defensive abilities weren't because they're this, wow, what is this team doing? It's because they just haven't played anybody. They, I mean, what are those teams called? I mean, credit to them for holding uh, Mahomes and company, but I want to say that Mahomes and uh, that game, wasn't that a weird game where they kept screwing up and it just was an ugly game by them. But I don't know. I do think the over under is currently at 42. I love the under. I, I, man, I wish we had an offense that was healthy in terms of receiver core, because I just feel like 
this would have been a good, good game to spread wide with Watson and Dobbs and let Lazard and Cobb in the middle taking care of business. I just, it's going to really, really come back to can this backfield of the Packers keep this offense level in terms of what they're running? If it's fourth and one, third and one this week, throw the ball, Packers. Don't run. Don't that middle. Do it. Make you think you can have it, but don't do it. I think Rodgers, if you can read lips, was pissed off. They weren't running the ball. He was quoted He was quoted in the press saying, like, the last eight minutes of plays or the last eight plays, he was pissed off with all of them. And he, he let LaFleur have it when they tried throwing. So, I did enjoy that. Nothing's fixed, but a win is a win, and we're on to the next one. We're four and six. I just overstated our ability to get back to 500. We're two games away from that, but... Hey, let's get to five wins, huh? Screw that top ten draft pick. Let's have some fun. So, so let's talk about it Thursday, Thursday night on for anybody uh, over the age of fifty listening. It's on Amazon Prime. Uh, what do we feel? What do we feel about this game, boys? I'm coming in hot. I'm coming in hot. <laughs> Got to win. Gotta win. He's back, baby. Big smile. I I I couldn't have been happier after that game. I, I sat there hugging myself, I think, for thirty minutes. Like, I am so happy. I told myself I would be happened. Packers did it. I think it's gonna be a very similar game. There's gonna be ugly moments. I think we we will be trailing early. Um, but I think we come back. Twenty four seventeen win. Um and also Player of the game, I want. I want to pick. <clears throat> I'm gonna do it. Tunyon. Tunyon's gonna come up. He's gonna have the game that he's been wanting all season. Ninety yards, one touchdown. Have a chance for a second. Get open in the middle. Hit that seam. Packers, go back. I don't see the athletic ability in Tunyon right now. He can say all he wants, but he doesn't look 100. percent uh, I got a closer game than that. Titans are going to make it a dog fight. That's where they play their best ball. Uh, it's going to be close at the end. Guys, I have us winning, too. I'm back on the train, too. I don't know what I'm doing. This is going to bite me in the butt, but here I am. I got Packers 18. I don't know how they get there. They go for two for the win, let's say that, and Titans 17. I, I don't think either team is going to run away with this. So it's for sure a one score game. I think the under is a good bet. Uh, I think you're going to have some dis, some decisive play in the last six minutes. And I put my money on our guy instead of Tannehill. You guys all know my love for Ryan Tannehill. Uh, so I got the Packers winning 18 17. I don't know. And maybe it's because we gave Aaron Jones the ball 30 times again. So that's my MVP because that man is something else. Brian, make it a trifecta. Let's go three for three on being homers again. It's been a couple weeks since this podcast been homers. This Titans team is uh, not the same on the road as they are at home. Uh, they should be undefeated at home, except they lost their first game to the Giants when the Giants did go for two. So, uh, I'm just going to call it now. This is going to be an ugly game. 
this is not good. This is going to look like two teams that are struggling that are playing four days later. Like it's not going to be fun. I'm going to, I'm going to, this has been purely swayed. I was going to pick Titans. This is purely swayed by text people. Let's go. Me. I think that's going to be uh 20 to 14 Packers. I, I, <laughs> I, 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 and I purely think it's because Packers are at home. They do well at home and the Titans never seem to kind of get going on the road and they are a one man machine. And that's the only thing that's going to keep them afloat. So Let's roll the dice and make things happen. Watson, please just put together two solid weeks in a row, and you're going to get some serious yardage out of this team. So let's go. Uh, guys, tickets are 45 bucks to get in the door. Come on, Packers fans. Let's go. Josh, you're muted. Tickets are 45 bucks to get in the door. Hold on. He's got a great comeback. Here it is. <laughs> Shit, we should fly up there. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> I will be the uh, tale of the two number one teams from last season. Remember, both mm, ones. Yeah. I will be uh, sitting courtside at the Legends Classic at the Barclays Center. So if you see a guy that's got a thinning bald spot on the back of his head with his phone watching NFL football, it's Dicky V. It's your boy. So that'll do it for this episode. Uh, I feel like we forced the positivity because we. <laughs> I still don't believe it. Still it's a new feeling. It. It's a new feeling. It, it was a fluke. It We're was gonna just the lose. Cowboys. We got. I'm flipping. I'm flipping my thing. We're gonna lose this game. I'm flipping. There's too much. There's no way we're we're irrationally high. We're too irrationally high. There is zero chance that we go back to back. Pretty much days. There's uh, no. I'm out. I'm out already. Wow, what a way to end a podcast. <laughs> You know, I think we did a nice job with McCarthy welcoming him home, welcoming home all yeah, the previous nice. all coaches. The coaches. Yeah, Al Harris is on the squad. On yeah, I didn't know that. Tolzine, yeah. Classy what organization. What are you doing over there, boys? What Classy organization, those Packers. I could root for them if I had to. Did I hear correctly that McCarthy got up at 4 a.m. and couldn't fall back to sleep and between yeah. 4 a.m. and noon went to the same Starbucks in Green Bay three times? I'm almost positive I heard that on the broadcast. I said he drank a lot of coffee, yeah. And I'm like, my dude, I know Green Bay ain't the specialist place on earth, but you you decided to walk to Starbucks three times? Like, there's nothing else to be done? probably got his favorite Starbucks. I made that walk every day when I... (laughs) Hell yeah. The, I did yeah. Did we check if the Starbucks on is on McCarthy Way and he just wanted to read his sign yeah. back and forth? They they do love me here. But that will do it. Uh we'll, week. we'll catch up with everybody. Yeah, this is man, I can't believe we are we're hours away from this taking place again. So until then, thanks everybody. Go pack, go. Oh, yeah.